Dark Moon Media. Yeah, we're just keeping it simple right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it simple. We just got to keep it simple. Not to simplify here. Simplify things a little bit. Keeping it simple and working hard. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. Yeah, we started off good there. They're a good team. We're worried about the first five minutes. Obviously, they're a good team. The last 40 minutes. They have a lot of good players. We're going to have to so play a full 60 minutes. Perfect for the whole 60. Full 60. There's still 20 minutes to go. A lot of high-end skill and we got a great team. They're a good team over there. First five, 10 minutes were really good. They got a lot of depth. They got, uh... Yeah, you won't find that level of effort here. Tick with a side of tets starts now. Here we go. Welcome to Tick with a Side of Tets, and it's Tick and Tets. I don't want anyone because, uh, like always, I take forever to get to the next podcast because I procrastinate because I know there's not someone paying me to get there like a comedy show. So here we go. Welcome, Stinko Tedarenko Draft Pick 3000. How are you, Joey? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a long time, and, and you talk about procrastinators. Maybe that's the problem. We've got two procrastinators trying to, you know, find a good time to get things done. Uh, I don't have good reception. Uh, kid has a hockey practice. There's always an easy excuse not to record, which is stupid because we'll get on the phone or, and we'll talk for an hour, so why not just press record there? It's kind of a... <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's so <laughs> true. We... Uh, because I know all these other guys are doing podcasts and absolutely and killing. And I knew when I first started the podcast, I was like, what, what I want to do is you get those loyal listeners like, hey, release every Monday, you know. And that's what we want is like the guy in the grain truck are doing this or the guy trucking or the guy at the job site, you know, just the Monday, give them something to look forward to. Like, oh, this this will help kill the day. And I was like, that's what we got to do. And then it kind of started like that. And then now it's just, it's. Because you don't get a paycheck when you do it, like an actual, here you go, that's what always gets you there. You're just like, oh, man, uh, okay, I got. we'll do it the next day. We'll do it the next day. And then you're like, ah, I don't know. And then you're like, um, and then you feel tired. You're like, ah, I feel tired. We'll do it this time. And then after the end of all of them, <laughs> you have so much fun. Like, that was the easiest thing to do, man. Like, I like it more than stand-up, I think, because stand-up, even if a show goes good, sometimes I hate myself after. I was like, I've been doing that joke for a few years. It should kill. Like, you don't even get a buzz out of it. But this one, you know, you kind of just have a good time and you, it's fun. And then I like it every time. And then we don't get to it. So here's what it is. We got to we gotta get on this and stay legit. And then that's the other thing. I don't have Wi-Fi. So that's annoying. So I got to go to my parents' house to sit in the basement and hide under things to uh, get the Wi-Fi. So... We're gonna we're gonna do a better job. We're gonna be more well, efficient. Basically, you're, you're well. That's the problem. You don't want to go back to the first twenty years of your life in the basement. That's we just have to change location. Maybe you'll be happy to go do the podcast. Hey man, I'm actually There's nothing wrong with your mom and dad's basement. <laughs> I'm in my actual my in my bedroom that I grew up in. Like I'm in the legit uh, coupon room, not the one, that, not my second bedroom downstairs, but the one where my mom had the coupons. I'm in the coupon room right now, and. Uh, <laughs> It's cold as balls in here right now. Is Gord that. lying on the floor? Is Gord lying on the floor <laughs> with half a blanket across him? God, that would be great. Just G the G unit laying on his side. And here's the other thing about podcasting now too. Like if if uh, someone comes up and they tell me or they message, "Hey man, love the podcast," I get more of a rush out of that than after comedy. People are like good show. I was like, well, I hope so. I've been doing this for twenty years, <laughs> and you just like this is like the new th- <laughs> like it's a new adventure. So I was like. I like it. And here's the other thing from it is you do a podcast and you kind of forget about it. And you know, the one we did with uh, Robbie Boyson and he talked about fighting con Hawks. 
So I want to say a shout out to um, all the Watrous followers, I guess, because uh, or as my parents call it, down home, Watrous Simpson Imperial area. Con Hawks texted me the other day. He's like, hey, man, I keep going around and watch this and people keep bugging me about getting beat up by Robbie Boyson. So I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. And I said, Con, we should have you, we should Maybe have you our, on. Our podcast, yeah, we would just change someone's life for the worst. You usually <laughs> want to make people's lives better, but <laughs> the guy can't, can't walk through town without looking at his toes. <laughs> so that's what I, I said it's okay it's okay Robbie, Robbie's beat up lots of other people <laughs> that's what I said I said Con we should get you on and you can give your side of the story a little uh, rebuttal do you know Con Hawks very well no I think I met him once with Goose but since he was with Goose I was like maybe I don't want to get to know this guy too well <laughs> yeah because if, Go- if Goose says uh, that's Scott Murkowski if, you, if you're a friend of Goose you might be uh Shady. And that that's the thing, too. I would meet all these guys via... So they'd bring back their hockey buddies to PA, and then I was always just the sidekick of everyone. So then I got to know half these guys just through uh, buddies. Like, so Murkowski played in Malford. Then you get to know Con Hawks, Brent Dean, and then your, uh, some of your Portland guys. Well, that's how, that's how I met uh, Jacobson. And then you get uh, Thompson and his whole Swift Current crew. But Con Hawks here. Yeah, all the guys from Seattle are from Swift Current. Oh, and I used to just it's, go down uh, there and party. I would go to Swift. It's, there, it's, there, there was uh, Tony. Mo- I always say that. Like everybody talks about six degrees of separation from everybody. The Kevin Bacon book. Yeah. But if you're involved in hockey and you know hockey, it's only two degrees of separation. Sometimes that's a stretch. There's always guys. And I know we talked about this before. Sometimes you can just get on Hockey DB, and all of a sudden you just get into a wormhole, and you can be on there for hours. Oh, I didn't know this guy played with this guy. Oh, do you know this guy? Oh, he was there too. Oh, wow. Also embarrassing. I had a guy come up and say, "Hey, Tets, how's it going?" I didn't know who it was. I introduced myself. He's like, "Yeah, I know. We played together in Houston." <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get, but I get that all the time. We drank together. I was like, oh, really? Sorry, I don't remember. And the guy laughed at me. He's like, no, like three different times. I was like, well, yeah, well, I'm on a heater quite a bit. So, uh, uh, and the one guy was like, it was a crazy night. And I was like, I was like if I'm forgetting crazy nights, I was like, oh, geez. Oh, okay. But getting back to uh, Cod Hawks, this is, so this is pre cell phone days. So we were going to Craven. I don't think you're, you weren't at the Con Hawks Craven year. No. So. No, I was a year before you after. I think it was a year before. Uh, yeah, I think you were too. So here's the thing Con Hawks, farm boy. So what he does is a good idea is he brings a horse trailer, a long horse trailer, and throws a couch in the back. And we're like, oh, this will be great. So me and then well, Murkowski and Hawks go in the front and they, they load up so they get the gas and he's ready to roll. And then me and Rob jump in the back of this horse trailer thinking this is going to be unreal, man. We're going to guzzle on the way to Craven in this horse trailer on a couch. How sick is this? Man, we barely got out of town. This thing was swaying all over the place. Like I thought we were going to die five minutes in. And guess what? No cell phone. You can't text the guy and say, hey, man, we're dying back here. So we drove, and it was gassed up. Like, <laughs> And the thing is, uh, Murkowski and Hawks are uh, pissing a jug, guys. So, like, I mean, let's make good time. We went to Craven 
dying in the back of this horse trailer, just absolutely swaying all over. I thought we were dying. They pop out, get to Craven, fresh as a daisy. We're like like green sheets. It took us like an hour and a half to like re, re- get our, our our feet under us. Worst worst four hours of my life. You should have pretended you were a hostage vi- victim, put your face through the, through the window and passing traffic and yelling, help me, just mouthing, help me, oh, help me. Get my head sideways in there just by, li- look at this horse. Oh, <laughs> but just your luck, you, you'd, you'd be mouthing, hey, help me, and it'd be your sister Tara, and she'd be, whatever, Kelly. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of uh, Gordy Brown when he stuck his head out, uh, whatchamacallit, Stu Nunn's car, and then Stu was in the front seat and rolled up the window, and Gord had his head stuck, and but couldn't talk. And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> head sticking out the windows. Oh, man. Okay, but here we are. Yeah, I know, with that small head, the window must not have been cracked very much then, too. <laughs> it was just the triangle window that you used to push out on half tons. <laughs> The, tri- the triangle window. <laughs> so why do you just you unclamp and push the angle so you could you could blow the rain on your sister? <laughs> oh God, I would love to have an old half ton with that window. Oh God. Oh, those are hot right now too. Can't find them. Yeah, they are. My dad used to always have the. Well, your dad would have had like the grate on the back too because our dads are bricklayers. Did your dad have like the half ton with the grate? Yeah. And then, uh, I think, I think he did earlier. And then the snowflake, we had the snowflake forever that went through my sister, went through me, went through my little sister. And then I think it's still rolling around PA. The, speaking of the, the couch, that's, that's the, the 1982 Chevy custom deluxe with the, with the cap and the, and, uh, and I had my own couch in the back, which had a lot of, uh, good times to Candle Lake and Emma Lake. So yeah. And the St. Yeah. Louis bar and lawn chairs. Nostalgic. I remember that. I slept in the back of that with Nate. Did I? Didn't Nathan Struby sleep in the back with me too? Then I had to get to a ball tournament yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's there. There yeah. you go. You, uh, uh, he played with Mazetchka in Calgary, and then you and Mazetchka played together later, and then Struby was in the mix. That was oh, look at that! Two degrees of separation again. Hmm. I know it's uh, it's it's a pretty tight uh, tight web we've weaved across Western Canada, and you know what? I missed out on a lot. I was. I was living in the States and I was living in Toronto and now back out West, I'm, uh, you know, I'm so jazzed up to get out, you know, uh, go see all my buddies that I have in County West Canada, travel around. That's what one thing like, I've been back out West for nine months. I really haven't been able to do anything. So, you know, pretty amped up to, uh, to get this COVID thing over with and, and then start the new life here at West. So, you know, pretty pumped up for a lot of things, just golfing, fishing outdoors, all that just, you know, you can do it by yourself, which is great, but that's, anyway, buddies have a good time, so I just can't wait for that. What, uh, what are you, what, what's, when everything's opened up, what, what are you most excited for? Most excited for? Actually, uh, I need to keep things closed a little bit, because uh, <laughs> the thing I like to do the most is usually uh, go into the bush and, if COVID opens up, then I'll have to like go to work full time and that'll actually probably cancel. So, we got the calendars out yesterday and usually I'd be like, Oh, I might be able to get in some adventure here. I got to work here, got to work, got to work. But now I'm looking at it. I was like, no, I got nothing. I got a zoom gig 
I've got one Zoom gig for this, so now it's like my whole calendar is wide open. But it's just I can't afford to do anything. So I'm not going to get a golf membership this year, but I've got a million passes for doing shows. If anyone wants to trade, uh, I've got 20 for Warman. I need to trade them in to get to Cook. So uh, I I got time. It's You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You get time off, but then you don't have money to do things. But really, going into the bush and canoeing and all that and hiking is pretty much free so uh i don't know i don't know oh so you don't want it to open well no man i do because other like i'm gonna be homeless soon so i do need it to open but uh it's i i, I just want to get a lot of adventures out right now so i'm gonna nostoyak falls we're gonna canoe that we're gonna go to gem lakes canoe that we're gonna go up to Wazigan, tabisca canoe that and then i want to come out uh West, there's a comedy festival that's in Calgary that that guy, Hell or High Water, will put one on. So I usually book that to get into the mountain's end. So I will see you the first week of June. Keep that weekend open. First week of June? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Sounds good. Just I, I, I just wonder how uh, I wonder how Pro Sharp's going to be with, as soon as it opens up. Uh, just <laughs> Just what's that? You cut out a little bit. No, I was going to say, I wonder how Pro Sharp's going to like that. Once it really opens up, I book a bunch of holidays right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gone. Thank you very much. And oh. I'm gone. But I, I would imagine, like, once it opens up in, in all the venues, you're going to be slam booked. It's going to be, hopefully, you make up. Well, it's going to be hard to make up because that's a long time. That's yeah. a lot of comedy to make up a year and a bit. Just, at least you can get back on track maybe not make make that so yeah you know what and in obviously sucks losing uh like a year salary-ish but you know what in the long run if uh if it if it ends up like some of these obviously zoom isn't the way you want to be doing comedy but say say i go back to full-time comedy and now it's like really picked up because everyone wants to do something so it picks up on that end and then plus just those few sh- i think i bet you a guy picks up at least 10 zoom gigs a year on you know you're doing a show that night and you can't be there and people are so used to zoom and now i'm doing a zoom gig for people in toronto or zoom gig for someone in vancouver and i'm just in my hotel room and then boom i'm right back out going to a, a show that night too so i'm doubling down so I'm going to stay on the positive side and say, hopefully in the long run, a guy ends up doubling down and getting some stuff like that done. Uh, maybe you're going to be too busy. Maybe it's discouraging. Maybe it's not a good outlook. No, no such thing as too busy. <laughs> when I when I do get booked, and then I was like, uh, I've got a few of my favorite comics. Like there, There's a guy, Sean LaCumber. Like I just love, love, love him. Like so funny. So as soon as I'm booked, I always just send people, I send him that way. And uh, I just take a little little cut off him. Hey, I give him a good show. I take a little cut. Now I'm really wheeling and dealing. And the thing is, if people like message me after, like, no, nah, he was all right. I don't even. I was like, well, then you don't get comedy. You don't because he he's awesome. So yeah, I, if you don't think that guy's funny, then you know. Whereas like a, an agent, agent would be like, they'll throw that guy under the bus. Like, yeah, yeah, that guy, that that's not a, acceptable. I'll have to talk to him. What? Why he didn't bring it? But it's like, man, I've seen Sean a million times. I know how good he is. So, are so are agents in comedy kind of like? I nothing against agents, but aren't agents usually the people that wanted to do something but they weren't any good at it? So they want to manage other people that do it. 
<laughs> I don't. Uh, there's club. You know what? There's like club owners that are more like that. I don't know as much agents, but yeah, definitely uh, some club owners. And they and the weird thing is, and then they have the mo- say they never had power as a, a comic. They would have it as a club owner because now people want to get into their clubs, so people will kiss your ass or do something like that. So. And then they can put themselves on stage when the when the crowd's hot. Like, oh, crowd looks hot. I'm going to jump on stage right now. But you know what? For for uh, all of that, uh, actually, every I don't have Could a problem with any agents or they any were manager. Good. We're, you have a coach. Hey, we're playing good right now. Maybe I'm going to strap strap on some blades for the for the third year. Put myself on the PP. That's what I'd do. Play, I'd be. Uh, <laughs> player coach but a goalie so that we got the shutout going okay boys i'm going i got a shutout going yeah obviously not a lot of shots i want to get in on this shutout action put yourself on the power plays so your goals against and your minutes look amazing <laughs> yeah just player coach but i'm in my goalie gear going out from when we're on the pp as long as we don't get a, as long as they don't score on a shorthanded my stats are unbelievable smart <laughs> Hey, I always think it. Uh, no, but I want to say, for the most part, every uh, club owner and that and agent I get along with. But there was, there was a guy he passed. Uh, he used to run the Winnipeg club, but he would Winnipeg is like the best club. But they're they're more of a clean club. So when you go there, you you want to be clean. And the, the, his name was uh, Ross. He would keep it like the shows relatively clean. Like and he and he was great. He would let you know after the show, like, "Hey, cut this out." And like, yeah, okay. And then, do you remember that uh, beheading they had in uh, Manitoba? That guy on the bus. There was something on that's a. When, gra- uh, that, that's when that's when Greyhound. I don't know if you've heard this one. That's when Greyhound changes their logo. They, they changed it to Greyhound. Where are you beheading? <laughs> this is. <laughs> It was a made up. <laughs> we just made up this story so you could get to that absolute great one line. <laughs> it's been a long way to get to that line, Gray. Where you be headed? <laughs> we, we really set that one up. Wait for it. Wait oh, for it. Oh <laughs> God, that's good. <laughs> but but he, he was there. <laughs> that was great. I've been thinking about that for like five or seven years, just hoping that it comes on cue one of these. Oh my God! Your eyes must have just lit up. You're like, is he really giving this to me? Oh my God! Here comes my pitch. Uh, okay. I didn't want to set the hook too hard though, in case I ripped the lips out. That's a good analogy right there too. Absolutely ripping lips. But oh yeah, so so Ross, like he's, it's his club, so you want the the thing to be, you know, you don't want to complaints or anything. So this one night. Whatever it was, it was uh, a good crowd. So he put himself on, and he, he went on, and he did the this beheading joke. And oh my God, guess who's in the crowd? After like a year and a half later, this fa- family finally went out to try to get a laugh in the goddamn crowd. Oh, you never know who's in oh the crowd. Oh my God. Oh, I hope. Yeah, that's awkward. Yep. Hey, Oh my God! Speaking of awkward, but this isn't awkward. This is just the greatest time. I don't know if I've ever have I ever told the blind Mike midget story on here. No, okay. I don't think I've ever heard that story. Oh God! Okay, here we go. This is sorry, I've got ice cubes jiggling. My, my dad's here, and my mom's out for supper, 
So it's, my dad drinks almost every day anyways. But as soon as Donna's not here, oh my God, they're stiff. Like as soon as I came in, he's like, Bleh. he opens the door and he's like, Bleh. and you know, he's just a dad that makes noise. Bleh. Like everything's all noises because he doesn't move good. All 90% arthritis. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a drink. You want one? I was like, yeah, sure. Super stiff. Okay, here we go. So yeah, those times with your story, that's that's kind of ninety percent of dad time. Just body noises, body language. <laughs> you want to drink? Okay, two hours together. Don't really say a word. The best time. Oh that's God. Just, uh, yep. So true. You just sit by a fire and drink. He's got the fire going upstairs, and then the absolute ice box oh. going on downstairs. Okay, so here we go. Blind Mike. <laughs> Obviously, uh, has the name Blind Mike because he's his name is Mike and he's blind. And if, if, like this is in comedy, like you know when they're like timings. You know how they always say timings, like the most important thing in comedy. Which I never got that for like ten years. And then I watched Rodney Dangerfield and timing is everything. But this is legit. This this story has zero embellishment, and this story is absolutely pure gold and uh like timing and everything came together and there was only two people who weren't in on it so jt's prince albert mike is on stage and jt's was a rowdy bar to do comedy and very rowdy so uh and pa's clientele is is rowdy so mike's on stage blind mike is on stage and he's doing his thing and a midget rolls in and this midget is like aggressive, like just comes roaring in, like rip roaring, sees Mike on stage and absolute straight to the stage. So now everyone who's there has been watching the show for a while, but this, this midget came in late, goes right to the stage and just looks up at Mike and like just ready to have like a battle. Like, let's hear it. What's the best you got? And like, he's just, what the hell's going on here? Like, he doesn't know what the hell. He just hears this voice down from the floor. And he's like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Like, what's here? I want to hear your best joke. He's like, what? What's going on down here? What are you? What are you, fucking midget? And the midget looks at Mike. He's like, oh, what are you, fucking blind? And it was like, they were the only two in the room that weren't in on it, man. And everyone in the room is like, it, it, it was super hard laughter and then just super wide eye, like, did this just happen? Did this just happen? Oh. So she she had to be hired the rest of his gigs because that oh, was the yeah. best joke. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah, it was awesome that night. Little, then you start catching on. It's happening every night. Next thing you know, he's doing Letterman. She's coming out there. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, rest in peace, Mike. He passed on. But like the day he passed on, I think every comic in Canada was on stage reliving that story. And it happened right here in, uh, in PA. Oh, almost like that. Kathleen McGee, super funny comedian, was uh, here ripping on... And uh, I was at the golf course in PA and she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. She's like, it's like having a Walmart uh, toilet baby. And then everyone starts laughing and then they started laughing like real hard. And then I'm like, it's hair. She's like, what? And they're like, that's where it happened. Like, because PA, the girl had a Walmart baby in the toilet. And she's like, are you shitting me right now? I thought that was like a myth that like that might have happened. Nope. Here in PA. No, Paradise. God dang paradise. Paradise. Oh, but I actually. Well, have- that's like, uh, that's kind of like when we were in Vancouver, I went to see your show and this was COVID and they, they didn't know if they were going to have the show or not. And the guy comes into the green room 
And he says, I think we're going to have to cancel the show. There's only three blind people that are showing up. And then somebody ran out. <laughs> somebody ran out. And I thought this was my best joke ever in, <laughs> in front of comedians. This I was in the true. green room. Yep. And one of the comedians runs out there, looks on the stage, comes back and says, well, there's only two blind people out there. Where's the third? And right away I said, he's parking the car. <laughs> 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 and I thought that was, but they didn't laugh. You and I were killing ourselves, but I, I think they were too politically correct. But, you know what? A comedy green room isn't what it used to be. Um, Dennis Hall, the you know the old uh, Chicago Blackhawk, and that he, he does speaking, and oh, he's yeah. he's super funny. And the other guys, we did this function in Regina, and we're in this big, huge boardroom with these other comics, and none of them were that big of hockey guys, so they weren't there to like really appreciate. And I've worked with Dennis before, and he's very funny. He's got a contagious laugh, and he really brings people in. So I was all excited. I know he likes drinking. I like drinking. And he walked into this boardroom, and it was like five comics sitting there in silence, just on their cell phones. And I was sitting there, and I was like oh, this is brutal. He's not going to like this. Like he's, you know, always visiting with people having drinks and he stood there for like two minutes and he's like, well, this this is the fucking lamest green room I've ever seen in my life and walked out. I was like, oh man, yep. It's not what it is. <laughs> so I was at the NHL alumni golf tournament last year and he was there. I wasn't in his foursome, but I was golfing with his wife and she is such a trooper. Like uh, she, that week, she was telling me a story about her and Dennis. She had just turned 60 and Dennis is older. It's probably another marriage, uh, but super great lady. And, and so she told Dennis Hall that week, she's like, Hey Dennis, uh, I bet, I, I bet you've never, she just turned 60. So she's like, Dennis, I bet you've never slept with a 60 year old before. And he's, he's like, no, actually I have, I, uh, I banged two 30 year old twins and she started laughing and he said, uh, and she said, well, were they hot? He's like, nah, not really. The brother had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh man, he's he's so good. He's funny. I I did one function with him where I think he caught too much of a buzz, and it was like, oh, right on. Because like, I've seen him so many times, where I was like, I think he's kind of missing this one. And I was like, I appreciate that from being uh, just a stand up. We're like, okay, sometimes the wine goes down, flows a little better than other times. But he's awesome. He came in. Where I say, uh, Rosetown, and this is a line, like, man, this reminds me of my dad. Because my dad would always go somewhere, and he he just loves drinking, so he'd want to get a drink. Like, I remember, you, you know when you work with your dad and you do, like, a side job bricklaying? <laughs> I, I have to talk to you yeah. for this. Cause you know, so we stopped, and it's like, at 18, you know how you're, I, I was always with my mom <laughs> more. Side bricklaying jobs. <laughs> yeah, the side jobs. <laughs> So, you know, I was my dad was yeah. always working, so you don't get to really appreciate your dad as much. Like, I didn't really hang out with him lots when I was a kid. And if I did, he wasn't talking to me, and he was putting me to work at a job site, so I kind of hated hanging out with him because he was always putting me to work. But now I, I was getting a little older, and then you start realizing, man, dad's having a good time, always drinking, having fun. And I had drinks the night before. I'm 18, and we went to the Cornet. Cornet wasn't even, the beer store wasn't even open. And I was like, holy man, dad. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel like drinking too. You know, a little fuzzy. And like, Whoo. So then we go to this guy's house and the guy's telling my dad like what he wants for the brickwork done. And my dad, the whole time the guy's talking to him, it isn't listening to anything. He's just going to just... And the guy's like, kind of looks at my dad. He's like, all right. He's like, oh. 
the, the guy finally like he, the guy's not catching on, and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> the guy's like, Kenny, you thirsty? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I could sure use something. A little dust on my tongue. There, a little. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, what do you like? You a coffee or beer? Ah, I'm a co- I've already had the coffee. There's like, okay. And then so Dennis came in, and this committee's trying to like you know tell what the night's going Kenny's on. He's the only one that's that. <laughs> Kenny's the only one that's ever been diagnosed with a New Mexico throat. Always needs to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> These are all set up lines. Me and you've practiced this podcast for two days, eh? <laughs> Let's get to Tenerickle's <laughs> gold lines. W- we got your gold lines that we built w- back from them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been texting you all day just how to set me up with soft toss. Hey Taylor, I want to call this new podcast "Tick with a Side of or Tets with a Side of Tick." You set me up on this goddamn bastard. I'll hit him out of the park. We're gonna change things up. I want to be the comedian this time. Oh. So here, here, uh, oh, Dennis comes in, and the committee is uh, kind of you know kind of going over the night and that, trying to be all professional. And Dennis is like listening, but just like absolute dead stare. And the guy finishes, and he's like, "Oh, well, has anyone ever died of thirst in this place?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, Dennis, you want a drink? Yes, I want a goddamn drink. I'm not here to listen to this." And I was like, "Oh, that's gold." <laughs> oh, Kenny. <sighs> It's awesome. Oh, that whiskey is good. But I have... Okay, here's the thing. I went from... Oh, Jan- Kelly, 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 Kelly. You fart? Uh, start talking about... Start talking about... Um, remember? Start talking about... No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so scared there. I thought you were in trouble for something, and I had a... You were on speakerphone. I was like, talk about something. <laughs> no, set me, up, set me up for my last oh, yeah. two. Set me up for my last two. <laughs> Yeah. Kelly, this isn't on the script. Why would a set goddamn setup? <laughs> you're digressing. You're digressing. I'm lost. You I... know, comedy timing is everything. <laughs> oh God, we'll probably re-record uh, again tomorrow. This is good too because my wife was like, "It's either this or I had to go drive kids around." So I don't know how we're not podcasting more. Anyways, we just need to lie that a bunch of income is coming from it. Oh, speaking, well, we got some income. Let's uh, get to our sponsors. We should, just e-transfer, we should just e-transfer each other money so it feels like we're getting paid. <laughs> Babe, look at the account <laughs> after but, every podcast. But I tell you what, I tell you what, fucker, you go, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, fucker, you go first. Oh. <laughs> You, know you what send it, me your accessory, I'll send mine. You're not drinking. This is why you're so sharp. That's what's happening. You're you're on goddamn fire right now. Oh so how many God. how many days have I, you I been did, at? Uh, I think I'm 132, 132 Holy days, give or take. 132 shit. days, eight hours, fifty minutes. <laughs> no. And yours was after a, a wine incident in Lloyd. Is that correct? Yeah, I was, I was in Lloyd before they shut down. I went to see Lance Ward, good old buddy, old roommate, oh, Red yeah. Deer Rebel. We were, we were. Uh, so Lance was a first rounder. He didn't sign. So then he got chosen in the third round by Florida. Great so I guy. call him. He's actually a fourth rounder. He's a fourth rounder because you're you're dumb. You didn't sign your first time. Then you took third round money. No, I just Ward was an awesome guy. So we uh, loyal listener. <laughs> I was in Lloyd. 
I was in, I was in Lloyd, and uh, I, I told him I was coming to town. Hadn't seen him since for like I don't know, probably fifteen, seventeen years. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, just let me know when you're done." Um, so I finished up at a shop uh, in Lloyd, sent him up with a with a Pro Sharp machine, a uh, little plug there, um, and then. So I said, hey, Wardo, I'm done. Do you want to just grab coffee in the morning? I'm going to grab a coffee. He's like, why don't you just come over for a glass of wine right now? I said, okay. Um, so went over to Wardo's, had a glass of wine. It was about 7.30. Ended up going to bed at uh, 5.30 in the morning. I think we and drank that was, 11 Was that all wine? wine? Yep, nope. 11 bottles of red wine. Oh, red my wine. God. How's that hangover? Oh, sorry, go on. I, I just had to see if that was all wine. Holy shit. Dot com. I think I think somebody poured me a whiskey at the end. That's probably what got and, you. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> and so they shut down the party at five thirty because I had his neighbor. I, we were in his neighbor's garage eventually at five thirty in the morning, and the, I don't know. We started wrestling. I had his neighbor bent over his own truck with my forearm on his neck, so they decided to shut the party down. Um, Wait, was it aggressive or joking then, around? Uh, it was joking around. Um, it, was, it was a guy I knew from North Battleford as his neighbor when I went to high school. There. His name was uh, Chris Zavalanis. Oh, I know him. But for the first part, yeah, for the, for the first part of the night, all I was calling him Zav, but I thought it was his brother TJ the whole time. <laughs> so finally figured out it was the wrong guy. And then so Chris was, was trying to, we were going to arm wrestle, and he was trying to show me how, how strong his grip strength was. And he kept grabbing my hand and squeezing. I'm like, come on, squeeze harder, squeeze harder. And so he was getting aggressive. And then I started squeezing. And then we started, you know, wrestling around the garage. And then they kind of had to settle it down. But, yeah, so, yeah, 5.30 in the morning, 11 bottles of red wine, which is, you know, I still got to send Wardo a case. And, uh, yeah, and then two weeks later, Wardo texted me and said that I – so you know how in your house you usually measure – you know, the kid's growth chart on the wall with a pencil and put the date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was looking at his wallet and I, apparently at five thirty in the morning I measured myself and put my name in the date <laughs> of how tall I was <laughs> at Wardo's house. <laughs> okay. But how was that hangover? <laughs> oh, the worst hangover ever. So I uh I was hang I was hungover for a full week. And then that's when, that's when I said, okay, I'm going to take a break. This was before Christmas. There was a month till Christmas. And then, uh, so I was just cleaning up. Okay, we're going to get Christmas going, start to have some fun. That's when I broke my ribs. So I was out for six weeks. Didn't want to hang over with, with broken ribs. Oh, that my God. Nightmare. Yep. And so after the ribs were healed up, I started working out again. And then, yeah, it's been, it's been you know, kind of a... Uh, but then you it's just been a habit ever since. Yeah, you get that's the thing. It builds into a habit where you start feeling real good, and then you get scared of like, oh my god, I don't, I can't even imagine what feeling rough would be in the morning. I got to 84, 80, 84 days, and it was like I didn't even know if I was gonna drink again. I was feeling not so good, and then it took um, all of us dressed up in nice clothes doing this roast uh, for a guy. It was like wife's dressed up friends are all dressed up and dad and parents are everyone's dulled right to the nines and i was like you know what i do feel like a drink and then i went and hey and i've been on a heater since no and then i went i stopped again Did january you? 1st till february 14th and then it was uh valentine's so me 
wife, and then uh, Greece, uh, hockey's biggest asshole podcast, is my brother-in-law. And then uh, with wife's sister, went out, and I was like, she's like, oh, it'd be, it'd be nice if you had fun, if you have drinks. I was like, yeah, well, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. So drank. Don't re- we don't remember uh, supper, and all supper was was like cry laughing the whole time. And I was like, oh, man, I can't quit drinking. Then I woke up again in the morning. Holy shit, was I hurt. Whew. Well, you need to drink to hang out with your wife, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the biggest booze bag. Like she's the one. Like, why well, you gonna be not be fun? And then if and then if I do drink and that, she's like, see, now I always have to drive, and you're too hammered. I was like, babe, there's there's one gear, and it it goes from neutral to full tilt. I don't have. I'm so bad at a couple because a couple is always fun. So. Good on you. I love, I love doing, I love drinking, and I love going on a stretch of cleaning out because then you just you're getting a lot of stuff done too. You're probably very efficient right now too, hey? Every every mill needs a shutdown. Every mill every needs a shutdown. My God, is that every, a line, every, Joey Tedarico? You every should. Every mill needs a shutdown, and if you and if you're not shutting her down for a bit, your mill is not running at full capacity. Oh my God. <laughs> Life lessons and absolute perfect lines with Stinko Tedareko. Oh my god! Since you quit drinking, are you writing a thesaurus of lines? I've been writing down my thoughts. I've been writing down my thoughts for 135 days, eight hours, and 53 minutes. Deep thoughts with Joey Tedareko. Holy shit! How much weight have you lost? Because it's easy right now. Because it's easy right now. Because you can't see anybody. As soon as I see you, I'll probably drink eight beers in 24 minutes. So well, that's the thing. Same with you. One, one's too many. 24 is not enough. Mm-hmm. So it's either, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that's, that's what I was telling you earlier. I feel amazing physically. Am I any happier? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, here's the thing. Uh, I've done it where I would do a show, and then when I'm not drinking, I'll do a show. Then I, I was like, okay, am I just going to the hotel? People are like, come on, drink. And you, you don't even want to really be around it because, like, well, I'm not at their stage yet. And then I go to the hotel, and I'd be like, oh, man, like, am I really living? Am I living? Because I'm just sitting in there. And then I wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, my God, I feel like a million bucks. I'm a fish, and I'm so glad I didn't drink. And then if you go the other way and you do drink, and then you drink, like, oh, this is fun. Then you wake up in the morning, and then you're, like, dead. You're like, fuck, why did I do that? I got a show tonight, and now I don't want to do the show. So when I, if I don't drink, I wake up the next day, I'm ready to rock and roll and do that show. And the only way you get energy to do that show is usually get right, right back on the bottle because you're like, here the dog, this will get me back in the mood. So she's a slippery slope to oh. say the least. <sighs> oh, so it's so much fun. But you know, I kind of have a little ruse going right now here in Calgary. So I'm new to Calgary. New hockey dads, new new you know circle of friends. I tell everybody I don't drink if I don't like them. <laughs> oh, so, what a ruse you do have going there! <laughs> hey, uh, you want to go to BPs while the kids are uh, practicing? We can't go inside. I'm like, no, sorry, man, I don't drink. Oh, got rid of that nerd. <laughs> you can only do it when I open. Somebody's like, oh yeah, you meet that Tedarenko guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of a straight laced guy. He doesn't drink. Are you kidding me? He was hammered last night. So that that it's kind of a it, it'll only last so long. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny, man. What a ruse you got going. I just hope the people that that I don't like on the podcast that's going <laughs> to let the bag even sooner. 
<laughs> oh, so what? Uh, how much weight have you lost? Oh, I'm probably down twenty five or thirty pounds. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, I saw your. You know, I, I cut my leg off. I cut my <laughs> leg off. Oh, I've been eating. I've been eating like horseshit to cut my leg off. That's uh, that's how you get to it. God damn! Actually, my head's so big. Whenever I get a haircut, I always feel so much lighter. Oh, I haven't cut my hair uh, in the new year. I said I'm not cutting my hair or shaving for a year. And right now, because I'm not doing shows, but I'm doing Zoom shows. And I did. I just did a Zoom this afternoon. I've got two more today, actually. This is, don't worry. It's, I'm not doing three Zoom shows every day. Um, then I'll take two weeks off. But I saw myself in the thing. I, I look ridiculous. My hair looks ridiculous. My wife is super embarrassed the way I look right now because your hair isn't cool when it's long when you get older. Like, you know, when you're younger, your hair probably looks healthy in that. Mine just looks like a disaster. My son's beaking me. They're, they're nothing better than a 14-year-old son to put you in your place. At 14 and 15... So is that, is that, is that just the hair on your head or is that full body hair? Everything. Is that man. why your wife's saying you look ridiculous? Well, no, she doesn't care if I shave my chest. I mean, just my, it's mainly my head hair. My beard's getting a little bit out of control, but uh, a big beard with an, if, if she trims the sides and like does something with it and my hair's, my hair's ridiculous. I look so stupid, but I like it. I I want to grow a mullet. So basically you have a purple button on a fur coat though when you're naked. I knew you were going to get to that. I knew it was a pube joke. I could sniff that fucking well, joke. I texted you to get to that. I texted you. Hey, Kelly, get to that long pew button on a fur coat. I got a line. I got a line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, but I, I don't know. Do people with podcasts see that's where we'd be more tech, like uh, tech savvy is like have an Instagram account, have things going and then saying like, should Kelly have a perm or should Kelly grow a mullet? Because I wouldn't, uh, I used to take Halloween serious when I was bar age. I don't know why. But I found like a remember the long distance runner Prefontaine. He had long straight hair with a mustache. Yeah. So I found a, a limp, yeah. an Olympic like running outfit, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh God, I gotta buy this. I'm gonna be Steve Prefontaine for Halloween." But my hair wasn't long enough, so I grew my hair for a year just for Halloween. And then my hair's curly, so then I got my wife to straighten it, and I grew a beard that I shaved it, and I had a mustache, and like I did that all for just Halloween. So now I want to do. And then another time I grew my hair out for a perm and I just did that for a week. So I, should I grow a perm or should I go mullet? See, that's where we should have tech savvy. Should Kelly grow a mullet or a perm? Or do I have both? Do I perm my top anybody, and my did back? Did anybody know who you were? Did anybody know who you were? Uh, yeah, actually a few people did. I was, <laughs> I think I was just kept telling people I was Steve Prefontaine. I don't even know if I gave him a chance. I just run into him. Hey, I'm Steve Prefontaine. Or you just look like every police sketch from every murder that ever been. <laughs> every sh- every shady pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunglasses, uh, greasy straight hair, and a mustache. Is he from St. Louis? And- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh man. Okay, hey man, I gotta. I actually have to check in because you do this uh, check in to make sure the Teams or the Zoom link is all working. So I gotta. Um, I gotta check in for my next Zoom here. I'm doing actually a uh, hundred physicians. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! We didn't write a joke for that, eh? 
I just, I just, I just made up a joke. I just made up a joke. <laughs> okay. Why doesn't Why doesn't Blind Mike Why doesn't Blind Mike skydive anymore? Why is that? Scares the shit out of his dog. <laughs> oh, man, okay. Seriously, when this does come back and the clubs open, like there's a comedy club in Calgary, you're going on. Um, and do Boyson did it in Cal. Boyson did it in Edmonton, and when he got off stage, he called me. He, the guy has fought lots. He's never been so jacked up in his life. He, I thought he was quitting his job and uh, becoming a stand-up comedian. And then it was funniest first of the day job. He didn't win, and he was fucking choked and quit. <laughs> I was like, buddy, that's 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 comedy. Get used to it. <laughs> oh. That's why Bubba wasn't a sprinter because he got in place one time. He quit sprinting. He could be in the Olympics right now. <laughs> Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I got to zoom. Um, that was fun. That was really fun. Uh, next up, lots of fun. Yeah. We could probably redo. We could probably do another one tomorrow, or else. Uh, man, I've got the list of guys. The list is always so long, and then I, just like this, I procrastinate with you. Never mind. Uh, I thought by now COVID, I would have went through Saskatoon. I wanted to get Clark Wilm. I like. I like Clark Wilm a lot. He'd have a lot of good stories. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know him really well, but it seems like I'm buddies with a lot of his buddies, and everybody else has great things about him. I don't know him that well. Um, I talked to him a couple times, but that's what I'm doing. And some of these podcasts, like, how come you don't do more? Because in my mind, I wasn't going to be in COVID comedy, and I and the thought of doing it in person is much more appealing. So I thought, like, there was a time you were in town. Like, I was like, do I hold off? Do we do him together? Like, because that would be perfect. Like, so. Either way, uh, we'll keep firing out these. I could really. We should just. I like doing with you more. You know what would really be good? We hold. Here's here's an idea. It's just a business plan. Let's hold our our listeners hostage and say either you sponsor us and pay us, or we're not doing any more episodes. There you go. Speaking of. One more time for our sponsors. Thank you very much to Player Golf. That's Tick and Tets 20 for 20% off. It's not Player Golf. It's Player like Apparel right now. They, they're moving into everything. And then uh, Bard's. Yeah, they're branching out. Yeah, Bard's Beer. Uh, that's the other thing I always get uh, people coming up to me like, hey, you like that Bard's Beer? I tried it out. Really like it. Yeah, because it's real good. That's why. So uh, Bard's Beer and Player Athletics. And I'm still hauling around um, Lakeland Ford stuff, ripping around. It's not really a podcast sponsor. It's just a Kelly Taylor sponsor. Sorry, Tets. Can't get you anything from Lakeland Ford. But want to just say a shout out to our sponsors there. Tets, uh, any, I hope and, you're going to give me a ride when I'm in PA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you to DDB if you're still not driving <laughs> so you can handle the Bronco. <laughs> I don't have the Bronco yet, but I can't wait to get it. Uh, okay, so that is the podcast. I don't know what number we're at. Probably 22-ish. Uh, I think maybe. But any, any parting words there, Stinkle? You were on fire today. Man, you had a lot of great lines. Oh, I wasted them all. I was so excited to be back. Now the next <laughs> next fifteen podcasts, I'm just going to be. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're giving junior hockey interviews. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Get it in yeah. deep. Two episodes from now. Two episodes from now. Knock knock. <laughs> knock knock. Oh, right on. Okay, thank you guys for listening. I got to go get a zoom. My uh, whiskey's done. Anywho, seriously, uh, thanks for listening. If you like it, pass it on. Appreciate it. All the best. Take care. Goodbye. Tick with a side of tets. Technical production by Dark Moon Media.